Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, Dr. Z. Headlines everywhere. Head of Pfizer Research. COVID vaccine is female sterilization. Panic, millions of messages to me. What do we do? The sky's falling, everyone's gonna be infertile. It's just like they said, Bill Gates is planning to control the population through vaccines and nanobots. Okay, so what's actually true? You can tell by the way I'm framing this, that this is A, scientifically untrue, B, a great sign of misinformation, C, fooling a lot of people that shouldn't be fooled, which means we better teach some critical thinking. Let's try to do all that right now. All right, there's a guy, British doctor, retired, used to work for Pfizer uh, as in their allergy and respiratory medicine department, quit in 2011, his name is Yaden. He is the purported head of Pfizer research who wrote a letter along with a guy named Wolfgang to the European authorities saying, hey, we need to stop the Pfizer mRNA vaccine trial because it's possible that the spike protein on the coronavirus, the SARS-CoV-2 virus, is has some similarity to a human protein called syncytin-1 that is necessary, it's felt, for normal placental development. In other words, the placenta that supports the uh, fetus. And so if this spike protein that we're telling, that, that, that this vaccine is teaching the body to make antibodies to, well, what if then we actually make antibodies to our own protein, this syncytin-1, and that would be effectively leading to female sterility. So stop the trial, stop the presses. We need to investigate this further. Okay, on the surface, there are some scientific words here and some seemingly plausible ideas. Uh, for example, if you actually have a vaccine that actually triggers antibodies to something and it looks very similar to something we make ourselves as humans, it's possible you can get something called cross immunity and then have an autoimmunity generated where you attack your own tissue. And that can certainly theoretically happen. It's not what happens here because this is the deal. Syncytin-1 is a protein again that actually originally came from an RNA virus about 25 million years ago, it's felt in human evolution, this RNA virus actually somehow incorporated itself into our genetic lineage and did something good because it was selected for because it did something good. It helped the placenta and the embryo and this develop properly. It's a viral fusion protein. What that means is it sits on the surface of a virus, you know, the original prior to incorporating the humans and allows fusion with the cell. Well, it turns out the spike protein on the surface of the um, COVID virus, the SARS-CoV-2, does a similar thing. So it's in that class of molecules called viral fusion proteins. 
So they're similar in that sense in that they have that class similarity, but they're completely different molecules. They may share a short little sequence of amino acids, but it's not enough to actually cross-react. So in other words, if you made an antibody to a SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, that antibody will not fit, will not bind to syncytin-1. Now, so that, that's one thing, scientifically, they just simply don't cross-react. They're completely different proteins. It's fine to speculate and go, well, is there enough similarity that it could cause a problem? Well, turns out there isn't. Now, there's another way to look at that. Look at the data of the trials. Nowhere in the trial data have they reported any increase in you know, either whether it's sterility or miscarriages or any of those things, not even anecdotally have they been reported. So we don't even see it in the data of tens of thousands of patients who've now had this. Now, let's take this scientific reasoning one step further. If, <clears throat> if the Pfizer vaccine, which works like this, it's an mRNA fragment that teaches human cells to make just a tiny spike protein, just that specific protein. There's no syncetin in it, there's no other viral components, just the spike protein from the SARS coronavirus 2. If, if, if it turns out that that spike protein, making antibodies to just that spike protein was enough to cross-react with syncetin and cause sterility, guess what? Getting infected with wild coronavirus would do the same thing it also has the spike protein, along with a ton of other proteins that cause crazy chaos when you make antibodies to them. So why aren't we hearing reports from around the world when tens of millions of people and even more that haven't been diagnosed have been infected with COVID? So this on the surface seems like biological plausibility, but it simply isn't. And there's no evidence from any of the trial data so far that this is actually occurring now. So the science makes absolutely no sense. It just, and even from common sense, well then, you know, the virus should trigger the same thing. It doesn't. Now you gotta look at, well, how do you spot this as misinformation if you're somebody who isn't a scientist? Like, how am I even gonna figure this out? Well, it turns out you don't have to be a scientist to skin this one, all right? And this is why people send me all these articles. What do you think of this? I'm like, you don't need me to tell you this. You need to learn how to spot misinformation before you even have to analyze the science. And this is how you do it, okay? There were several warning signs here. First is when you're looking at misinformation, there are some cardinal things that happen and you can spot almost all of them in this instance. The first one is something called fake experts. In the headline of the piece, right, it said, you know, head of Pfizer research, COVID vaccine is forced sterilization. Well, it turns out he's not the head of Pfizer research. He's never worked on vaccines like this. He knows nothing about COVID immunology. And so as a result, he's not an expert that's qualified to comment on this. Now, if you dig deeper into the guy, turns out he's been spouting all kinds of nonsense about this pandemic, like, for example, it's gonna be over in October, wrong. Uh, it's no worse than flu, wrong. So already the credibility is gone there, right? So fake experts. The second way you can spot this as misinformation is conspiracy theories. So what was the site that broke the news that then went viral? A site called Health and Money News, where I go to get neither health nor money information. Um, if you look at that site, it's full of conspiracy theories. So peddling conspiracy theories is another warning sign that you're dealing with 
misinformation. Oh, they will take this down. You better, when the authorities find this out, they're gonna cancel it. Well, no, if, if you're implying a nefarious plot, most likely this is misinformation. It turns out most nefarious plots, like say the Volkswagen scheme to hide the fact that their diesel engines were really polluting, are actually uncovered by the press because they have an incentive to find real conspiracies, right? So conspiracy thinking, fake experts. The next thing is a thing called cherry picking, where you pick a little bit of data and you say, well, see, without looking at any of the other data. Like in this case, well, there's a small amino acid sequence that they share between syncetin one and the coronavirus spike protein. Therefore, da, 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 da. Well, forget all the other data that says it doesn't. They don't cross-react. They're totally different molecules. So that's cherry picking data to support an idea. And that's not okay. Logical fallacies is another one. Um, so in this case, it's really uh, misrepresentation and oversimplification are the two fallacies that are partially being shown here. And um, sort of impossible expectations. You'd never be able to convince these guys that this thing is safe. No matter what information you give back, they'll say, well, but, but then what about this? But what about this? But what about this monkey? What about this trial that was never validated? And what so there's lots of really strong evidence here that this is misinformation out the bat. And the last thing is if you're hearing about it on social media, most likely it's it's you know, and it, and it goes viral and everyone's like, see, the news isn't reporting this. It's probably not true. Um, because remember, the news actually makes money by reporting sensational stuff. If they f had any evidence that that was actually true, it would be all over the news. That's how they make money. So again, if you can't understand that, then you have a failure of imagination. If you can't detect that, then you haven't been trained how to detect misinformation. You can be forgiven for not understanding the science. The science can get a little tricky, but hopefully I've given you a little piece of all of this. So do this. Instead of sharing misinformation, please share this. If you really like what we do, you wanna keep us independent from everybody, which we pretty much are getting there, become a supporter on Facebook, YouTube, or now we're on locals.com where no one can cancel you. You get a little app, it's a little walled garden, it's great. We interact, we talk about stuff, we go deep. Um, and I love you guys, we are out, peace. Yo, did you think that was dope? Hey, become a subscriber. Click the subscribe button, then right to the right of his little bell. Hit that bell, booyah! You get notifications, never miss any of our stuff. I love you guys, we out. Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> and so at this point, I just gotta ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It, it just really helps the algorithms to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I wanna hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is, Financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters. 
and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st- really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.